<laughs> Greetings. Well, just about six o'clock, so she knew it was time. <laughs> well, we're having fun on the glory. Shaba. How's everybody doing tonight? We're getting high. Alrighty then. We're getting high in the glory. And it feels good. You're gonna wanna have a drink. It's a new day and a new dawn in the land of the rising suns. In the land of rising suns. Always having more funds. Mm -hmm. And prosperity in the funds to have fun in the sun while you are growing as sons in the land that the Lord thy God is giving you. Hallelujah. Oh. Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> they used to call getting drunk in the spirit getting happy. That's pretty wild. Getting strong. Some of y'all just need to tune in and get happy. Deliverance. <laughs> Let the angel of joy help you with your happiness. Yeah. I remember when I was involved in the Assemblies of God cult. <laughs> they used to tell us, it's not about happiness because happiness is It's about, not about the joy. It's about your emotions. Just ignore the whole tree of yet zero that God created to be conquered. Bob Jones your feelings are the most important thing. Yeah. And then I studied the Greek of what it means to be blessed, and it means to be made happy. To be envied. You'd be surprised how much religion is in everybody. I'm still surprised. I just pray there's enough grace to save us. Great grace. <laughs> and how are you going to get saved? By going up on sapphire stones. And by laughing at yourself. Yeah. Every time you laugh at yourself, ha ha ha. There's an increase of grace. Why? You realize you need it? I've never grown in myself in the things of God in 24 years of believing. You know, you only grow in fact. This is the thing. You can't do anything right unless it's imparted into you from God. And how is it imparted into you from God? Hearing the word. Hearing so if there's still a ton of wrongdoing and you can't do the right thing even when you're told, it means you're not interested in the impartation that comes by hearing salvation by the Word of God. So, we pray that God would unstop our ears so that we can hear what the Spirit is saying. So we can do what we're told by God to do and actually do it. Amen. There's no person happier than he who does the will of God. Mm -hmm. What's the will of God? Believe in the one God sent. It is written. You can do God's will. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, His will is to rejoice always. Are you rejoicing right now? Sinner! Sin! You're not rejoicing right now. Whoops! 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 They don't meet my drunken glory standards. Let's murder them. Some <laughs> people have a self-pity spirit. Oh man, I just tune in to condemn myself at the standard of apostolic grace. Based on everyone's heads in the sand on the earth below. 
others when they get over it and really start to enjoy the feast of the Lamb, which is the feast of grace, they can tune in and rapture. They can tune in and enjoy God. How do you enjoy God? You are confident in the salvation that comes by the word of grace. Bible says in Acts, nothing can sanctify you or make you clean or holy or raise you from the dead or impart any godliness into you or any Christianity in you except the word of grace. So, I have found the word of grace is often mixed with comedy and jokes because it's at the expense of the self-effort of the human being. That's why everyone that has grown in grace has a glorified personality that will giggle and laugh at times, oftentimes, for no reason. Why? Because it's the evidence that you're saved. Joy is the evidence of salvation. We need to pray. Lord, restore the seriousness of my salvation. Oh, <laughs> that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, restore the joy. <laughs> what is the restoration of joy? Getting back into heaven with your soul. Putting your soul in grace. You know why people lose their joy? People, you know why people don't value a glorified Bitterness, envy, and strife. They don't even know it's available. They get into striving, strife, comparisons. They get into the human being after mm. being born a living being. And then it doubles upon them because it delays their destiny, if not destroys. And that is actually the, the giant... The giant, thank you, Jordan, for sending us that confirmation, too. We had uh, multiple confirmations from our prophetic friends today, from the Holy Spirit, and um, just all around on all sides, that this giant of the promised land, that the Spirit of God has brought to our attention, uh, that there is, we're about to be in a confrontation, as if we haven't been in a long confrontation. You feel that? Right heel, fire. Another We're going to crush it under our heel. Amen. And it's the right side. So mm -hmm. that's really important. So, whoo, I like that. We like crushing the confronting enemy. Confronting the spirit of delay. Yeah, confronting the spirit of delay. So those things that Brandon just mentioned, all those problems can cause you delay. Delay in your destiny. Delay in your finances. Where you're delaying in your obedience, you're delaying your destiny. You're choosing to eat from that table of the spirit of delay. And so we need to be wise. We need to be wise as serpents like Jacob. How did he overcome Esau in so many ways? He understood the verses in the scriptures and the word of God on how to deal with different kinds of people differently. And making them lentil soup. And, yeah, and one of the words was to deal with the treacherous. God deals with them how? Treacherously. Put bacon bits in there. Not a Jew anymore, Esau. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. You have to be wise as a serpent. Not everyone is for you. How does God deal with the wicked? What can you learn from Jacob? Oh, perfect love. Remember, we're coming out of false love. Oh, just be nice. Be nice to everyone. Tell everyone the intimate details of God's plan for you coming up. Nope. 
And I know you're wiser than the basic things, but we're establishing what's already been established so we can build on that and move forward because what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church uh, right now, the body of Christ, is overcome delay, overcome that spirit of delay. And I know so many of you have been hurt and probably some of you are excited that, all right, it's finally time, it's coming to confrontation. Grow in strength. That's another word the Lord has given us recently. Get stronger. And what did we just say? What did Brandon just talk about? Joy. The oil of joy. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So get stronger. That's what the Spirit's trying to do tonight. So, you know, it's time to you know get out of the head, go down through the heart, into your spirit, and stir up your inner man. Stand-up comedy on Gavura. Um, yeah. Which, well, you know... The Spirit of Mike. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And uh, I was I was reading in the um, Jewish writings and histories, they say that Rebecca had a mildness, had a thread of mildness to her. And that's why how God did it, how he paired them together, because if there was not that uh, thread of grace, of mildness to Rebecca, the actual world itself could not endure the severe judgment of Isaac. <laughs> and I was like... Isaac what kind of family is this? Yeah, it's really intense. I mean, think about the judgment that he himself went through. That's a standard that he would hold everything And his to. name in Hebrew means laughter, but it was like this. <laughs> but like, kill me on the altar, Dad. I can do it. This is the will of God, my father. You know? And But his name is Joy. Like, he is the embodiment of Joy. Which means if you can embrace the severity of God, you can walk in a higher Joy. Well, I'd like to do that. I just rededicate my life to the severity <laughs> of joy tonight. The severity of joy. The severity. Michael of Myers, Jesus. <laughs> I got whacked so hard tonight in the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for people growing in the anointing. Isn't that wild? The anointing's called in Psalms the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. Jesus was the happiest person who ever lived. Why? Because he's the anointed one, the mm-hmm. source of the oil of joy. The promised seed of Abraham. And what was Abraham's seed below? Isaac, whose name was Laughter. But why did they say your seed and not your seeds? It was an image of the Christ who would come, the, the Messiah. Mm. The Jews called the Mashiach. So therefore he was the happiest the happiest, most joyful fulfillment of the promise of the seed of Abraham. Has some new Torah. I'm going to sprinkle it on there. And oh, and speaking of Abraham, let's learn about what Abraham, uh, how Abraham overcame delay. Genesis 17:23. So without delay, Abraham obeyed God and took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, whether born in his house or foreign-born servants, and circumcised them that very same day. Mm. The very same day without delay. Right? Do Wow, what's, what is that verse that talks about if you hear something from God, if you know what you should do, do it today. Mm-hmm. Don't put it off till the next day. That's in the Word. He, he got the Word from God. So without delay, he took his son, he took every male in his household, and circumcise them that very day. Now, let's make it personal. What are we circumcising every day? When we come to Joel's bar, when we 
we feast on the scriptures, when we take the masterclass training in righteousness, that sphere, that sapphire stone, that's what needs circumcised. So when you hear the revelation, don't delay to obey. That's how the promises are going to be fulfilled. But that's the very first mention of delay. So without delay, Abraham. Abraham obeyed. And look at the second mention of delay. Genesis 19.16, but Lot delayed. Mm -hmm. So the two men took the hands of Lot, his wife, and his two daughters, and led them safely out of the city. So the Lord was merciful to Lot and his family. It's not like, okay, God's coming for him now. And did you know that delay Ooh. is referenced in scripture associated with the withholding of tithing? <laughs> you know that's written in the word? Well, we're going to get into it. Yeah, look up delay. That's one of the main things causing delay is the disobedience in finances. That is true. So Truth anyhow. We've had about uh, two or three witnesses now today establishing this as the word of God, the spirit in signs and wonders, in speaking in tongues, and our prophetic friends. It's just overwhelmingly... Ten, ten people just turned the broadcast <laughs> off right there. Really? It, it's, a, it's a stronghold, y'all. Well, okay, now that they're gone, we can seriously talk. <laughs> That's good. Come back when I don't have to sacrifice anything. Well, the, well, here's the thing. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing about the money. That's what God's bringing up. Because that connection with delay, there are certain things that when it's disobeyed, God wants the best for all of his sons and daughters. But if you keep choosing to disobey, even though it's the word of God, I mean, Abraham didn't delay. I mean, look at the success of his lineage, his generations, his life. That is Abrahamic anointing. Some of you have Abrahamic type callings. It is so important that you do not delay. When the word of God comes and there needs to be obedience, don't delay. That's how you get into that Abraham. Ooh, so, so man. You go down the list Woo. in Genesis of those who delayed or did not delay. And it's literally Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not delay. Mm -hmm. And Lot, Esau, Ishmael, yep. Laban, every wicked person in Genesis delayed. And the righteous, the attribute, mm -hmm. if you study Genesis, did not delay in obedience to whatever God had commanded them. Right, that's the difference. So this spirit of delay, it's a cosmic giant in the promised land, which means it's in the cosmos. The spirit of delay is a demonic altar in the second heavens. That's why those people who are living in Sodom or were associated with sorcery and witchcraft, it's one of the altars of demons in the second heavens. This is a great opportunity for repentance and a greater consecration and circumcision as Abraham heard the word, and that day did not delay. And what was the accusation of Satan symbolized in Pharaoh against Moses? You delay the work of the people. The very thing the enemy was doing was what the accusation against mm -hmm. Moses, their deliverer. That's how the enemy goes. Now this is the word of God. The Spirit of the Lord uh, spoke to me today and said, Malachi 3. Malachi 3 in the voice translation. I think we'll go into it. But this is the word of the Lord today because we have so many overwhelmingly 
by two or three witnesses, something is established, and we have more than two or three witnesses establishing that what our people are dealing with now is a confrontation in the cosmos with the spirit of delay. So this is the word from the Lord today. Malachi 3. These are the words of the Eternal, Commander of Heavenly Armies, Eternal One. Pay attention. I am sending my messenger, and he will clear the road ahead for me. The Lord you seek will suddenly arrive at his temple, and the messenger of God's covenant, your soul's delight. Watch, because he, too, is coming. God declares his anointed one will come, and the way will be prepared. Notice has been given. Be ready. Be ready. Can anyone live through the day when he arrives? Will anyone be left standing when he appears? He is a purifying fire. He is like lye soap. Like a refiner of silver, he will purify the descendants of Levi until they are pure, unalloyed gold and silver. They will draw near to the Eternal One presenting offerings with righteous, clean hands. Then the Eternal One will unequivocally accept the sweet offering of Judah and Jerusalem as he did in the days of old, as in the former years when the covenant was new. Oh, man! Oh, oh! Oh, oh, Wow. Oh. Oh, oh, when the covenant was new. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. New covenant. <laughs> this is really strong. Let us make a new covenant mm. with Yad Hey Vav Hey oh. Jesus tonight. I think I can keep going. Eternal One. Man. This is really strong. Then I will approach you for judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the constant sorcerers, the chronic adulterers, the habitual liars, those who continue cheating wages from their hired laborer, a widow, or an orphan, and those who always reject the immigrant, not fearing me, the eternal commander of heavenly armies. Because I am the eternal one, I never change. As a result of God not changing his nature, you children of Jacob have not been destroyed, though your blessing may have been delayed. From the days when your ancestors served me, you have turned from and ignored my statutes. Return to me, and I, the eternal commander of heavenly armies, will return to you. But you shameless people ask, how will we return? Will someone steal from God? Yet you are always stealing from me. But you self-centered people still ask, how have we stolen from you? In the tithes and the offerings, you have not given me as the law requires. You are cursed with a curse, for as an entire nation you are stealing from me. To rectify this situation, you must bring the entire tithe into the storage house in the temple so that there may be food for me and for the Levites in my house. 
Feel free to test me now in this. See whether or not I, the Eternal, Commander of Heavenly Armies, will open the windows of heaven to you and pour out a blessing down upon you until all needs are satisfied. I will rebuke the swarm of locusts devouring your crops. And the devourer will not cause the produce you have grown in the earth to decay, or the vines in the field to drop their grapes. And all the nations will call you blessed, like Abraham. For you will be a land of delight. I, the eternal commander of heavenly armies, promise you this. Your words of rebellion against me have been strong, yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said serving God is a waste of time. Serving God is a waste of time, they said. Not in their own version of what God said, but what God actually said, what he actually requires. You have said serving God is a waste of time. And what benefits have we received by following him? As we mourned on our journey before the eternal commander, of heavenly armies. Now we believe the bluster of the arrogant and agree they are blessed. We encourage the wicked who also test God and escape. Then those who fear the eternal one consulted each other about God's charges, each one to his neighbor, and the eternal one paid attention and heard. A book of remembrance was written before him for those who honored the Eternal One, and valued His name and the good reputation, Eternal One. And they will be mine on that day when I, the Eternal Commander of Heavenly Armies, make my unique treasure, which is the Kingdom of Israel. I will have pity on them, as a man has pity on his son who serves him. And you will return, and notice the difference between righteous and the wicked, between those serving God and those not serving Him. And that is when you will have divine discernment. And not before then, and not up until then, but until that moment of obedience of this word spoken today. There will not be discernment, and that curse remains upon you. Amen. There's a greater setting apart. Mm. Those of you who are obedient, you understand these things. Your victory will be swift and sure. You will continue rising. Those who are in disobedience in these realms, confused about it, not believing God about it, delaying, waiting to see if they get some other kind of confirmation, that's it. The only sign they'll get is the sign of Jonah. That's it. Do you believe the word of God? Some already do. They're already walking on sapphire stones. But it's God's it's not God's will that you should perish. It's not even his will that the wicked should perish. It's his will that they would repent. And what did he say here? Because of because of his nature that never changes. O you children of Jacob, you have not been destroyed, though your blessing may have been delayed. Do not delay as Lot delayed. 
Look at the cost. What did it cost him? Out of his family, his wife, his home, all his belongings, to go and live in a cave? The spirit of incest perpetuated throughout his family line. His, his family line became the enemies mm -hmm. of the children of God. There's no blessing or inheritance there. So at the hearing of this word today, there is the judgment. And it has been spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> you got to bring it into the light. Yeah. You know, anything the enemy's doing, he has a legal right to do it. Mm -hmm. And so the commandment has to come from the mountain to deal with all the maneuverings of demons in the mm -hmm. air or in the dust. So multiple, multiple people are saying that the spirit needs to be confronted and defeated by this remnant right now. And so we're going to address these things until it's completely slaughtered and the breakthrough comes. Mm -hmm. And we just don't want you to be part of the people slaughtered mm -hmm. that are holding back the breakthrough. Which is holding back in the tithes and offerings. If you are currently feasting and taking... It's true. It is written. And taking from, you know, RLM. You're taking, you're consuming, you come here, you know, to be fed. You're, you're, you're showing up. You're taking and taking. And you're not giving. And you're not bringing in that tithe and that offering. That curse rests upon you. And it's not a matter of opinion. That is how it actually is. Now, I know many of you, you're more mature than that. You already understand that. You're already walking in abundance. You're walking in overflow. I have reports back from, you know, obedient people who are amazed. Their bank accounts are overflowing. They're rising on sapphire stones. They're seeing clearer than ever. All their relationships are getting in order. It's already happening. For those of you, I know it's happening for you. I know you already know this. But the judgment upon that spirit and the disobedience of the people is actually what's going to empower you, the obedient, to rise and move forward without delay. And it gives those people who are still stuck in disobedience, trying to learn the same basic principles of salvation, haven't even got the basics down yet. It gives them a chance to repent from that sin and start to rise. Because if there's no change there, I mean, forget about it. The curse remains on you. Talking about mm -hmm. finances, yeah. finances of the body of Christ is basically like pulling out teeth. I've been you know, bringing revelations through social media for 17 years. The least amount of likes, and it's like tenfold less, is all regarding finances. Mm -hmm. That's because people are completely completely filled with rebellion you have to deal with this rebellion and this is the main thing holding back the breakthrough and this is what's empowering the principality of delay mm -hmm. and people say oh i just want to hear about the spiritual stuff and don't talk about money or finances you need to understand mm -hmm. jesus god jesus talked about money more than heaven hell faith love combined in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Because it was the main thing that they were bound up in, either in poverty or in greed. And Jesus is the way to have neither and to have prosperity. Prosperity is normal discipleship for the obedient. And everyone who obeys with their spirit, soul, mind, and strength, all of them, 100% of the time, comes into divine prosperity. You cannot stop divine prosperity 
if you are obedient with what God is commanding you to do. But most people are not obedient. I know even many that are around the glory and appear to be mature ones are completely unfaithful with finances. Mm -hmm. Totally unfaithful. Some of you are amazing with finances. It's not across the board. Some of you have so much breakthrough there, you need to disciple others and start commenting and posting testimonies because you Mm -hmm. have obedience and your obedience needs to shine like Mm -hmm. a star. But the truth is, a lot of people have swept this stuff under the rug and they harden their hearts and they just... They just don't. They don't get it. And they'll backslide in it every single time, you guys. We've said it before. 100% of the time, when people start to backslide, they no longer bring sacrifices. Listen mm-hmm. to this. Exodus 22:29. It is not a minor theme in the Bible. Sacrifices was the purpose of deliverance from Egypt hell into heaven let us go into the wilderness three days that we may bring sacrifices to our god it is written the purpose of deliverance the purpose of being born again is learning how to sacrifice to god the false christianity of the laodicean church has not learned a new testament sacrificial system and it hasn't been taught accurately A lot of people are wounded. A lot of people are opinionated. Most people are just stubborn and disobedient about all the things of God. And are just stuck in their own opinions about how they should be good in God's eyes. You need a standard, a gospel, an authority, a mountain of government to bring a commandment from the mountain full of the divine energy. To energize your spirit, which is in part grace. So that obedience becomes the overflow of hearing and believing the word. Bible says, when they heard, they did not delay, they obeyed. Who? All the patriarchs. Abraham made no delay in sacrificing his son Isaac. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that's why the covenant was established with him? Because of sacrifice? Now listen to this. Exodus 22-29 says, You shall not delay the offering from your harvest and your vintage. You shall give, consecrate, dedicate to me the firstborn of your sons. God commanded you to offer your children as sacrifices. That's more than money. That's all the future money of your house and posterity for eternity. Not as a human sacrifice, as giving them up to serve God so that your house would be above and not below. Think about that for a second. The sacrificial system is built upon giving absolutely everything of your blood's abilities to God. (laughs) Sacrifice of family idolatry. So what it does is it cuts to the heart of the human being cuts to the idolatry of why we exist. We either exist for ourselves or God, but if you hear and obey the word, you can only exist for God. The reason why the demon spirits sow lies and fear and disbelief and people will hear it through a Leviathan spirit and they say, oh, the preacher just wants money. We want you to have salvation. We want you to have 
the light from the obedience of the word of God because it works because we've practiced it in our lives and we're not it hypocrites. Works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quick testimony. I can give. I'll start by giving you my testimony. Uh, when I started tithing to Red Letter Ministries, and I was just, you know, I had a decent job and everything, but with the the situation I was in and the bondage I was in, I would never have anything left over for myself. It was, you know, just you know, barely getting by, having spiritual experiences, but just barely getting by. And so I, when I realized that the tithing principle was real, and I was like, oh wow, well this is the true priesthood, so, you know, tithe. And then uh, something really blessed me, like a, rev a really good revelation, or like something, it just changed my mindset. I would, like, I would say, oh my gosh, like, and $100 was like a lot for me. It was just, I'd be like, I'm gonna put $100 into this, you know. I was at the $100 bill, yeah. the golden. Rebecca's I'm like, I'm gonna give a- $100 offering. The yeah. She tithed the RLM yeah. about four years ago. Was that, yeah, four years ago? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was a, that was a, that wasn't even just a tithe, that was a sacrifice. That was the full bowl. It was bowl. her firstborn son. It was my firstborn son, the first $100 <laughs> I could have spent on myself. Had a really good week, you know. But uh, <laughs> it was so good. The revelation was so good. I wanted to sew into that. And I was like, I don't, I wish I had more money to put into it. This is, it was the most valuable thing I'd ever seen. And if you understand how the spiritual principles work, and I got that revelation, I feel fire blazing out. I mean, I was payback dividends. I mean, I feel the glory. He's burning out of my skull cap with fire right now. And um, so then what, if you get really, here, here's the thing, what I tell some of my friends is, if you want to get really smart about it and not fight your human nature, just go online and sign up to have it auto. Uh, if you do auto pay every two weeks, you don't even have to fight the devil about it. You just go in your bank statement and make sure that it uh, goes on auto pay because you don't have to worry about it. You just go and do it. So I would do that. Just, okay, start to tithe, regular tithe and just, okay, here's the income and take the, you know, 10% and that's the tithe. And then when, oh, they just released this revelation or it's just like, oh man, that I want to sew into that. Like when a mystery would come forth, you put money in, I would, you, that day, when a mystery comes forth that you're like, I want that. When that said that day, you sow into that, like that day of the message, I would do that. And what would happen is I would get huge, like payment back on that in the spirit. I would start, you know, you know, traveling in the spirit. I would start getting more tips, more money. People would be leaving me like big cash tips on the table. And I'm like, man, it just, it's like. It's actually funny how much the devil is involved in all your finances. Yeah. And you gotta have a sense of humor about it. Mm -hmm. It's comical. It when you touch people's wallets and bank accounts, mm -hmm. you will see how demonized they actually are 100% mm -hmm. of the time. And some people aren't demonized hardly at all. Why? Because there's mm -hmm. no reaction. There's no idolatry. Right. If God is the ruler of your wallet and bank account, mm -hmm then God is the ruler of your heart. Mm -hmm. If Jesus is not the ruler of your wallet and bank account, mm -hmm. Jesus is not the ruler of your heart. Mm -hmm. And he said it himself, where your heart is, where your money is, there your heart will be too. Mm -hmm. So your heart is either going to be in captivity to Satan because of mm -hmm. financial idolatry, which is the majority of Christians right now. You talk mm -hmm. about finances, money, even principles, even mm -hmm. wisdom, 
revelations in these areas and you start quoting mm -hmm. scripture yep. from the Holy Ghost, you will watch them manifest like popcorn in a microwave. Right. And it doesn't even matter anymore, really, because their age <laughs> is over. Like, their time is done. Like, you're done. You're gone. Bye. We Get out of here. We need to command you repentance. Know? Do yeah. not delay in financial obedience. Right. And this is just, some people are just, they're really dull. They're really dense. You, you can tell them the truth. People have testimonies, but they just love money and they don't love God. And that's what it is. If, if that message pricks you, you don't love God, you actually love money. And, and I can say this, I, I understand, I understand that. Why was it easy to give money into when that revelation comes or just this tithing really 10%. Good. It's uprooting stuff. I can yeah. feel it out here. Why was it so easy? I'm not like, oh, my dog could have bought Sephora. You know, I didn't care. I was looking around like, I'm checking my pockets. I got some more cash around here somewhere. Like, because it's, when you don't God understand. When God is your God, it's easy to give. It's so easy. When Jesus is not your real God, it's hard to give. I got to tell you guys how this played out too. Because I'm, I'm looking, you know, it's 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 great because when Truth you when anyhow. it's easy to give like that it's because <laughs> i could see the value of the invisible i actually valued god more than my physical money i actually and some of you are like that you give regularly automatic 10% no matter what and then you have the special overflow like the you know when we take up the offering for the widows and the orphans when we do a pro special project and there's or some equipment, that are totally excited about it or too. yeah yeah you guys you the guys know what i'm talking about yeah. need to be baked in financial wisdom yeah to get you're gonna get it out of your heart for some of you you want this but you still struggle you're gonna get it i'm gonna tell you this this it was amazing like my favorite of all time is not even just the offerings that would they would take up for different things but when it would be the mystery of God, the things of heaven, the invisible, that no one could see with their physical eyes, the value of it. But I felt it in my spirit. I want that. I was like, you know, what can I give into that? And it comes back to you. I mean, look, I'm having some of the most incredible experiences. And I know that it's from sowing into this guy. And There's a reason yeah. why the Apostle Paul says God loves a cheerful <gasps> giver. Do you know why so God loves a cheerful giver? <laughs> this is all great wisdom. This is, if you get set free from financial Freedom. idolatry yeah. and all of the uneasiness when it comes to money, the kingdom, and Christianity, and it's just all in God's hands, mm -hmm. you will have consistent joy. This yeah. is a huge issue in the body of Christ. Your stress will go way down. Oh my gosh, you go on autopilot. You go from glory to glory, and the obedience becomes automatic. And I've seen it amongst mm -hmm. those truly maturing 100% mm -hmm. of the time. Every single person truly maturing has their hands off, heads off, mm -hmm. their money, and the Holy Spirit in control mm -hmm. of their money 100% of the time. Everyone that's inconsistent, including you know, half mm -hmm. these people that have gone astray in 2023. You know how half of these people that were around RLM went astray? All of them were offended about money. Yeah. Every that's single one of them. That's a destiny killer, and that's that's it what we just destroy mm -hmm. your destiny. Yep. And there's no real repentance, according to the mm -hmm. word, unless you come back and bring sacrifice. Right, and that's that's the key. That's what in Malachi 3 we were looking at there. It says, you know, God's heart hasn't changed toward you. It's just because of the disobedience and that 
uh, in that place, it's what did it say? Your blessings may have been delayed. So that's a key word there. So how do you get uh, acceleration? What do we just read? Bringing the tithes and the offerings to the to the, to the Levites, which is what we represent here. Jesus taught that how you spent your money would decide your eternal salvation. That's how big of an issue it is. Mm -hmm. The only time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that eternal damnation in hell was guaranteed was with the rich man and Lazarus. And he said, because you were rich and did not obey in finances, you are separated from God for eternity. In the Bible, the only time damnation in hell is promised was regarding money. And you find in the book of Acts, in the church of Acts, the only time God physically destroyed and sent souls to hell, the only time was regarding money. That's because it's total betrayal. <laughs> uh, but I want to finish uh, a quick uh, finish my testimony here on the finances because it, it wasn't just like a one-time thing. It kept building and building. And I had more abundance coming to me. And not even just that, but like people would respect me more at work. I had more power and authority. I was preaching the gospel to all my tables, like healing the sick, casting out demons at work, healing people, you know, so accidentally, you know, baptizing someone in the Holy Spirit. They started sparking fire on their forehead. It's like, what's this gibberish came out of my mouth when I was driving home? I'm like, oh, that's baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just like all kinds of crazy stuff happening, chronic diseases being cured. I mean, just the oil of joy, a, a better work environment. Uh, I mean, the list goes on, but what ended up happening was I was doing so good at work and, you know, I just keep tithing. And then I got offered a job for so much more money than I could even have hoped with where I was going on trajectory with my, you know, career or whatever. It was a position that I wasn't even technically qualified for. And I got to negotiate in the, in the, the price, you know, it went up, so I got... I got paid so good. It was like my dream. It was at that point for me in my life, that was like my dream income. And it was in my favorite industry that I love. So I could do what I loved, what I was really good at, what I had industry expertise in, with people that I knew and loved. And I could just, it, it was, it, and it got really crazy, got really busy. I had to work hard, but I enjoyed my job and what I did. And I was, I couldn't even imagine, like God, and I know it's because of that financial uh, prosperity of tithing, at minimum 10% off of every dollar that came in, and then the overflow of, you know, I just feel like giving, we got a lot of extra, we better just put a little extra on, the, you know what I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, when you go, even if you go, I know some girls, even if you go to the nail salon and they do a really good job, you're like, this is a little extra, that was amazing. And then you just watch the drills bar, like, man, that was a good one. You gotta give something into that. You know, it's just like, do you feel that? That's the Holy Spirit. That's His emotions. Some people get this, but some people are just like, no, I'm dead in my emotions. <laughs> I'm dead in my spirit. Well, before you, you, know? you have true awakening, you, you're going to have true cheerful giving. It's a principle in Scripture. Yeah. At the dedication of Solomon's temple, before the glory filled the temple... All the finances of the nation were rededicated mm -hmm. to God. It, you know what's funny is <laughs> I finally got like my big, big girl paying job. 
I got all this stuff. I'm like, I'm a, you know, I, I'm the I'm the boss lady over here at my job. I've, I got the money's coming in. This is great. This is the best money I've ever made in my life. This is my industry. Now people, they love, they respect me. I'm making decisions, you know, and it's going so good. And then right then it was like, God's like, all right, I need you to come on board full-time ministry. And it had been prophesied. I didn't know. Nobody told me the prophecy, but they were just like, okay, yes. Yeah, and then the COVID going. hit and shut down the restaurant for a year. Yeah. So that, that was But you know what's funny? They, like they perf- wanted me. Perfect timing. It was perfect timing. But you know what? I had to make a decision because even with everything shut down, they, I was so desired as an asset to that company. They wanted to continue paying me even when everything was shut down. Like, we'll just keep paying you. But like, don't go, you know? But, uh. Probably should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> probably make more money but it's not about the money I knew I got I prayed I waited I, I talked to the Lord and he said yeah I want you to you're done with this that was your training time and I was like so you're saying you want me to be a minister you know but um so anyway that's the story so money, I didn't... money is a huge part <laughs> of your walk and growth with God and it's not something to just hide in the darkness yeah. and not talk about it you need to bring yeah, it into the light. Bring it into the light. Because Jesus Christ said your very heart mm-hmm. is intertwined with your money. Right. So and to pretend like it's not yeah. is a religious spirit and it's unbiblical. So when somebody <laughs> preaches, so so when it's the actual priesthood of Melchizedek, and then they're talking about you know the third heavens, seventh heavens. I'm like, hello, I know that this is connected with my heart. My heart's going to be right. I'm going to sew into that. I would pick all all the best ones. So we want to get your heart put right. Put your money into that. And your finances oh, and right, worked. which is your inner man and outer man. Then you can rise. If you don't have finances yeah. right, you cannot rise from accurate. the dead. You can't go to the moon. Cosmic righteousness, mm-hmm. you'll never know it in a million years. Yeah, the only, if you're not uh, tithing, if you're not walking in purity, if you're not, you're going to only end up, if you even rise, you'll be on, on the black sephirot, you'll be on like the black moon, you know, black moon, black sun, and all that kind of nastiness, so, but I mean, it works. God so says, just test get me in that. Yeah, just, just hear do the it. word, start obeying. Just do it. And, and it's not just a checklist, and it's not just something that I do. Put your spirit into it. Understand it as sacrifice. If you start Mm -hmm. reading the Bible, if you start understanding the scripture, you Mm -hmm. begin to understand the sacrificial system. This Mm -hmm. is huge. Living a sacrificial life is not just Mm -hmm. your invisible cross through the word of God. It's Mm -hmm. also a visible cross through your finances. Mm -hmm. The Lord was talking about delay to you because I know some of you are obedient in this and some of the people are not. And so when there's when you have a group of people, right? Israel, you have the the people of God. When there's some people that are disobedient, it can cause effects and delays for the rest of the body. And so how God's kind of dealing with that, he wants to give people time to repent, but also he doesn't want to delay the sons of God from manifesting anymore. The whole world is the whole earth is crying out for the manifesting sons of God. So there's a dividing right now. That's why this judgment is happening because there's going to be a divide. Some of you are going to be more set apart. So those places where there are people who are disobedient, there's going to be a little bit of a split, like a divide. Those, you know, the sheep and the goats, you know, whatever you want to, you know. That place of your obedience 
you know, obedience and purity, obedience and financial offering and sacrifice, all that stuff they're talking about that kills delay. That whole Malachi 3 we just went through, that's the recipe, that's the secret sauce right there. How do you kill delay? You and your family, your household, your friends, your circle, you guys get obedient. You're like, all right, I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm going up. Bring in sacrifices. And what that does is when you raise a standard and you walk in it, what's going to happen is either it brings the pressure on for the other people to rise and walk in obedience, or if not, again, like God said, you know, their blessings might just be delayed. But the reason for that, that judgment and the dividing is so that they don't hold back any longer. The people who are like, nope, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go up. Let's do this. I I'm not stuck in old mindsets. I'm not in old crusty, you know, church age. I'm kingdom age. I understand the principle. We're not just pooping our diapers it's and nursery anymore. It's time to become disciples right. of the kingdom. Yeah, and some of you guys are ready for that. So you know what? Start tasting the fruit of actual maturity in your lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people will delay maturity indefinitely. We don't yep. want that for anyone, so we have to tell you the truth. Right. We're held accountable for raising a standard of the scriptures lived out, breathed out in all of your lives, and it works. Haggai 2, mm -hmm. 6 through 9, which along with Malachi 3, listen to this mm -hmm. again. Haggai 2, 6 through 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I'll once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. That's what it says. Woo! We got a witness. <laughs> so you have the shaking of the nations. And why is God shaking the nations? You guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Haggai 2, 6, and 7. God is shaking the nations because the nations are withholding the silver and mm -hmm. gold from God Almighty. That's yep. exactly That's what it delay. says. Yeah. That's what's caused the delay. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. That's what it says. Declares the Lord Almighty. Mm -hmm. And then the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Mm -hmm. When? When everything's shaken and God gets the finances. That's exactly mm -hmm what it says and his definition of that in malachi 3 was bringing it to his selected and chosen levites because they represent him and they're chosen by him to represent him in his house not your little individual causes yes to the sent apostles that's the prescription mm -hmm. in the book of acts you're not mm -hmm. supporting the kingdom unless you're mm -hmm. supporting the front line apostles sent from god's throne pure and simple book of acts mm -hmm. christianity Genesis 43:10 For if we had not delayed like this surely by now we would have returned the second time And in this place I will grant peace what place The place where everything that is shaken can be shaken the place where God has control of all the silver and gold and in the place of his glory. And what is that peace? The heavenly Jerusalem coming down as a scroll. The never ending revival from above and not below. Ooh. Three different things here. In Haggai 2, 6 through 9. This is the word of God for Joel's army this season. Shake everything that can be shaken. 
And the reason why it needs to be shaken is because the economic buying power is not in the hands of the priests. That's what's wrong. What's wrong? The economic buying power, and I've dealt with this constantly in full-time ministry, where businessmen tried to influence me, not so much anymore, but in, you know, before the last few years, we got it majorly refined the last few years. Before that, the majority of people would use their business influence to try to steer the direction of this ministry. Total Christian glory stream abominations mm -hmm. weekly I dealt with, where the mm -hmm. businessmen steered the temple through making money instead of the priests mm -hmm. and the apostles at the very throne of God. Yeah, I noticed because they'd always try to come in secret and they would never be anywhere near, they would never talk to me, they would never, they were always in secret. Like, just go ahead and, you know, that, that's what, it's another, another word of wisdom for you who are going to be leadership in the apostleship. You know, when, you know, billion soul harvest, some of you are cut out for it. I see, I see, I see. Over there. And the persecution, you'd be surprised, the yeah. persecution is mainly, mainly mm -hmm. over the jealousy, over the yep. few that are obedient yep. to the word of God. Because you all are going to be blessed. To the and you few are blessed. that are obedient to the yeah. word of God. It's not even the majority. You haven't seen nothing yet. It's just a small remnant obedient. And the people out there are jealous of the small remnant. That's true. <laughs> Wait till you see obedience as a standard. You know what that's going to do? Completely destroy the mm -hmm. Antichrist and the Laodicean mm -hmm. Church of America for heaven on earth. Yep. That's what it's going to do. Haggai mm -hmm. 2, 6 or 9. Heaven on earth, three things, shake everything that can be shaken, the silver and gold ruled by the priesthood in the glory, ruled by the king of glory in the priesthood, mm -hmm. and then you will have peace. Deuteronomy 23, 21, amplified. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it, for he will most certainly require it of you, and a delay will would cause you to sin. It's Deuteronomy 23:21. Joshua 10:19. But don't you delay. Chase your enemies and catch them. Don't allow them to retreat to their cities, for the Lord your God is handing them over to you. King Hezekiah rediscovered Torah. First thing he does in 2 Chronicles 29:20 with out delay king hezekiah assembled the leading men of the city and together they went to the temple to make offerings and then it took away the sins of the royal family <laughs> it's exactly what it says in the bible y'all they took seven bulls seven sheep seven lambs seven goats and the king told the priests who were descendants of aaron to offer the animals as sacrifices on the altar. Amen. <laughs> Joshua eighteen thirteen. So Joshua asked the Israelites, How long will you delay going out to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, gave you? In Genesis 4, 45, verse 9, Amplified. Hurry and go up to my father and tell him, Your son Joseph says this to you, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. Do not delay. 
taking back the promised land. And I was studying whew, why, why in all of Jewish history, in written history and Torah, and all of their, their written history and archives and their collections and their literature and their written history. Why didn't the Israelites want to go into the promised land? They'd been with Moses in the wilderness 40 years. Why didn't they want to go into the promised land? What's the big deal? They saw the Red Sea split. They saw deliverance from Pharaoh. They saw deliverance from vipers. I mean, they'd seen the earth open up and swallow people alive. All these things happened in the wilderness, but having seen what they'd seen and those things that they would continue to see in the wilderness, knowing and seeing the power of God, the authority of God, the, the mountain and, and the, the giving of the Torah, the the dark cloud, it doesn't make logical sense that, oh, there's giants in the land. Oh, big whoop. That's nothing. I mean, that's just another enemy. You could reason, oh, you know, maybe they were intimidated. But they'd seen deliverance so many times. What was really the reason? I think the giants were an excuse. So I took to studying Jewish history, what their sages had passed down and talked about what, what was the underlying reason? What were those things recorded? And this is what they said. Well, when they were wandering in the desert, they didn't have to buy new clothes or make new clothes. The glory cloud washed their clothes. All their shoes never worn out. It was like brand new. They were take, totally taken care of. They never had to work for any food, just manna, rain down. So all their clothes were taken care of. All their food was taken care of. And they just went through the journey. So what did they do all day? If they didn't have to work, well, they just had to do the regular, they didn't have to keep, you know, food. Food was provided. Water, water was provided. And their clothing was taken care of. So what did they do? All they did, according to the Jewish, uh, recorded history of the sages, all they did was engage in Torah, in the mysteries of it, the little, you know, the minute differences of the halak, this, and the tassels, and all they did was, all day long, talk about the mysteries and the secrets of Torah, of the word. So all they had to really do was sit around and talk about the Bible, and those people who were used to that lifestyle, when they found the promised land, or when God said, I want you to go and take it, something clicked and they realized, those 10 spies, they realized that if they were gonna go in take, in to take the promised land, they were gonna have to work. They wouldn't have time and their children wouldn't have time to sit around and just read the Bible all day without working. They were going to have to make clothes. They were going to have to have a job. They were going to do all the things they had to do. So they couldn't Spiritual just... Spiritual bums. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the kind of... And isn't that the main thing we've dealt with in the drunken glory? That is the main thing. Those are the ten <laughs> wicked spies. That's a black sun. That's a black sun. That's what we're dealing with today, too. Mm. Um, that 
qualities of the black sun is what is keeping our people from advancing in the Sephiroth right now. But we're breaking through. It's good. I got 12. We've got 12 gemstones alive and active working in this chariot of the sun. God has everything we need. So when they realized they're going to have to have a complete lifestyle change, they were going to have to, you know, harvest grapes, uh, milk, you know, honey. They were going to have to just not just sit around the desert reading Bible all day and talking about the mysteries of the thought life of the Bible. That's great. And they thought, well, maybe those little minute things about the secrets of Torah will be lost because how our, our children are never going to have enough time to do what we did because they're going to be so caught up in the natural realm. Well, that's the whole point. God wanted them to take the natural realm and transform it. They didn't want to. They wanted to just be, again, spiritual bums. It's crazy, but that's so Rama. And those of you with wisdom know it's true. That's mainly what you do with spiritual slothfulness and people not wanting to do the works of the acts of the Holy Spirit, which is the Bible says the only thing that advances the kingdom is the good works God's prepared for you. And you got to get motivated. you got to get energized. Those that are God inside minded, the word there is know him, will do great works. It is written. Hallelujah. So, and there becomes such a joy involved in knowing Him and then working for Him and with Him for our Father in Heaven. That's what angels do, guys. The workers at the end of the mm -hmm. age are angels, which means we're going to shift from a false mm -hmm. mindset of promised land, just being sloths in spirituality, spiritual sloths, into being angelic workers. That's what mm -hmm. Jesus Christ said. He said the promised land of perfection would be the working of angels. Your born-again spirit learning how to be energized and work how God works. You're supposed, you are supposed to, and we are supposed to as a tribe, transform the natural dimension by doing the works of the Father that He has prepared. What did Jesus Christ say? My Father is always working. That's what he said. And Red everyone letters. in heaven is. My Father's always working. My Father works on Saturdays, the Sabbath. That's what Jesus Christ said. And you can just feel that demon saying, Oh, he's entered into the rest. You're a liar. That's a future age. Right now he's working. Right now he's restoring all things mm -hmm. through the works of the Holy Spirit. And we're looking for laborers for the field. But in order to be a laborer, there's a requirement of knowing him, which requires God inside minded, but you'd be lucky to find a hundred people on the planet right mm -hmm. now that are really God inside minded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's that difference between that spiritual kind of thought. It's a laziness. It's a spiritual men mental thought life where just mentally they have it. I'm just at rest, at slothful ease at rest, but I can contemplate with my mind the things of God and just feel the ecstasies and feel the glory, but just, it's just a fantasy, really. We need to understand heresy. I mean, it's really healthy to understand what heresy actually is. Heresy is human interpretation of the divine. Our accusers are the ones that are actually practicing heresy, mm -hmm. which is why there's a human interpretation. Come on now, truth anyhow. 
when there is a knowing of him, a yada in the insight, in the spirit, those who worship God must be in their own spirit and in truth, that's when the heresy goes down because heresy is simply the human interpretation of scripture. And this, this one, this also got me too. What did they drink? You know, we talked about manna the other day, but it said water was provided them. Uh, according to Jewish, Jewish history, they, they referred to it, they accounted the well to the credit of Miriam during those times of the wilderness when they would think about the things of God, of Torah, and not do the acts. They, w- they weren't in the promised land working. Mm. They drank from the well of Miriam. And if you look up the name Miriam, what does it mean? It means of the sea or bitter. So when they were journeying through the desert, they drank the bitter water. They engaged in Torah, but it was mainly in their mind. And what that is, if you look at the sapphire stones, <laughs> Bina, that uh, the thought life, the understanding of Torah, that's a great sapphire stone. But when it's cut off from the rest of them, you know, that's the second hay of Yad hay, Vav hay. If you only have that first hay, and you're you're cutting off Shekinah. Shekinah is the doing, the action. That's what Rachel represents. Why did J- it says Jacob loved Rachel? So he was in her tent. Why is that? What does her tent represent? That final hey. It's the connection of the whole name of God, not leaving out one part because his name is Torah. It's it's the word of God, Jesus Christ, Yad Hey Vav Hey, the angel of the Lord Yahweh. If you try to separate those parts of him, aspects of God and idolatrize an aspect or a thing from God apart from the fullness of who he is and what his will is, that's idolatry. Bob Jones said, our idea of how we think God is going to do it, those are our idols. And newsflash, you guys, because of people's decisions, because of some people who have delayed and some people who have made wrong decisions and have destroyed their destinies, plans have changed. You can't just keep going back to old prophecies. Oh, 10 years ago, the prophet said this would happen in this. You need to like think, this is one of the things I keep getting the message again and again, everything has changed. You're gonna have to, some of the things you're just gonna have to put it, you know, behind, oh, what about my destiny? We're addressing all the big subjects tonight. Yeah, you're gonna have to get over it. Like, and and that's, here's a good one for us. What are we expecting to happen in Minneapolis? Mm. A lot of things have changed. Don't worry so much about what's going on here in Minneapolis as what's going on in Sapphire Stones because there's a cosmic war happening. There's been like 10 year delays and all this and the idol of this such and such a thing has to happen here in Minneapolis first. The only thing that God really has his eye on right now, he has his eye on the nations, but it's the Sapphire Stones. We conquer that within, I feel fire right now. That's his priority. Everything else, we just have to go. We just have to go with what he's doing. Some things have changed in the divine plan because of free will, human decisions, uh, delays, and disobedience. And that's not to discourage anyone. You can still get the fullness of what you were called to do in the earth. God is a God of acceleration. He redeems the times. He's a redeemer. If you need acceleration in your life, I encourage you get into the book of One Enoch and find the verse about the acceleration. It's about the stars, lightning, the lightning path, the winds, the stars, the clouds, the lightning. Mm -hmm. Read that again and again. 
pray it, pray it over your life, pray it over your family's life. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about old prophecies that look like they're not going to come to pass. What did we just read in the Word of God? There's another passage too, I don't know, I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. I don't remember where I read it today. But it was in the Word of God, so you can, you can look it up. It talked about how when God is making a pot, pottery, right? He said, I'm forming a, 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 this clay, this lump of clay into a pot. If it res he, he has something in mind, but if it resists him, he changes his mind and just makes it into something different. He changed the plan. Why? Because of the stubbornness of the pot. So that old plan, for some, it's a different plan now. Mm -hmm. Just keep going up. As you go up, the below world gets taken care of. Mm -hmm. The only thing I've seen after all the economic warfare in the glory stream is the warfare around leadership. Mm -hmm. This is huge. Now, as much as Moses loved Miriam, God had to intervene because Miriam symbolizes false leadership, drinking the bitter waters. Mm -hmm. Listen to Numbers chapter 12. Although Moses was the most humble person in all the world, Miriam and Aaron started complaining. Moses had no right to marry that woman from Ethiopia. Who does he think he is? The Lord has spoken to us, not just him. Woo! Competition and leadership, guys. This oh, is man. a huge one. This is number two in 17 years of constant front lines, king of advancement. This thing right here. We are also leaders. I am also sent from God. Okay? You've seen it already. Been around three years. You've seen it a dozen times. And this is what the Lord said. The Lord heard their complaint and told Moses, Aaron, Aaron and Miriam to come to the entrance of the sacred tent. There the Lord appeared in a cloud okay, and told Aaron and Miriam to come closer. <laughs> then after commanding them to listen carefully he said I the Lord speak to prophets in visions and dreams but my servant Moses is the leader of my people he sees me face to face and everything I say to him is perfectly clear you have no right to criticize my servant Moses you have no right to criticize Red Letter Ministries. That's true. The Lord became angry at Aaron and Miriam. And after the Lord left, the cloud disappeared from over the sacred tent. Miriam's skin turned white with leprosy. And this needs to happen in the body of Christ. There needs to be a severe judgment upon the leadership. This is huge this is so important right now i command it upon all christian leaders for the sake of the kingdom when aaron saw what had happened to her he said to moses sir please don't punish us for doing such a foolish thing don't let miriam's flesh rot like a child born dead okay that's what happens. That's what God sees when you follow false leadership. You're following rotten flesh that is as following the spirit of death. 
And leprosy in New Covenant prophetics symbolizes false teaching and the sin of the mouth. Moses prayed, Lord God, please heal her. Moses is so great because of his mercy. And the Lord replied, no, see, the Lord didn't have any false love. He's like, you're dealing with leadership. This is so important. The Lord would not listen to Moses' full extent of mercy because it was not good for the people. So the Lord replied, Miriam would be disgraced for seven days if her father had punished her by spitting in her face. Woo! You can tell Jesus is pissed. There's the spit, Lori. There it is. <laughs> so make her stay outside the camp for seven days before coming back. There's the mercy. But there needs to be a punishment. It needs to be seen and tasted and understood amongst the whole nation. This has not happened yet amongst leadership. This will happen and it will bring such beautiful order and it's going to be so good for the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We command it come forth speedily. The people of Israel did not move the camp until Miriam returned seven days later. So there was repentance and she was healed because of the grace and mercy and love of her brother Moses. Then they left Hazaroth and set up camp in the Paran Desert. So there's going to be a cleansing of leadership. There's going to be an honor of leadership. There's going to be no confusion about the leaders. Now guys, they're in the wilderness a while. And there's still huge arguments over who should lead. And it's dealing with the pride in people's hearts and minds. And God is going to deal with the false leadership and the pride and the strife. You know, you're just a human being up here bringing commandments, talking about finances up here. Listen, man, God will make it real to you. God will reveal his word to you that it's not just a message that you're hearing on YouTube. It will impact every aspect of the elements of your physical life all the dimensions of your thought life and existence. God will reveal himself fully through his leadership before it's all over. And it will be clear through every mind. And you know how the wicked are destroyed? Through the clarity of mind. That's what brings ultimate judgment. When it's clear, when the issue's clear, when everything's brought out of darkness into the light, which is made clear, everything whispered inside people's thoughts, the grumbling, the disobedience, the excuses, the lies, the reason why they do the certain behavior, why they have all these different attitudes, why they have still a lack of revelation in whole areas of their soul. Mm -hmm. When it's brought into the light and shouted, and there's punishment, there needs to be punishment. The Bible says God will scourge, which is a form of punishment, those he calls sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. Truth is, in this greasy, grace, pampered, spoiled brat society mm -hmm. we're in right now, they don't even discipline their children, most homes, for anything, mm -hmm. let alone in the things of God and Christianity. God is a disciplinarian for our good, and if we're not disciplined, we're not children of God. Mm -hmm. Book of Hebrews, it is written, there is a discipline that's a scourging. And it is for our benefit. You know what Miriam got there? Scourged. She was scourged with leprosy. Truth anyhow. In the Bible. From God. And it was necessary. And it taught the nation how to follow God through the apostle and king Moses. 
People don't know how to follow the apostle or the king, and there will be many Moseses. And you'll be tested and tried along your spiritual growth to follow and obey divine leadership. Just like Moses. Absolute, ultimate authority, not your pie-in-the-sky fake Christianity, mm -hmm. inside men and women. And if that kind of leadership's not in your life, you need to understand you're in rebellion against the order of the body of Christ, the head of the body, the apostles and prophets. We're going to bring the order, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be abused, and it's not going to be heresy, and it's not going to be selfishness. And there will be nothing but crystal clear holiness for everyone's benefit to follow God into the heavenlies. Amen. That's Amen. so good. Breakthrough. <laughs> Breakthrough. Yes. Amen. <laughs> I just want to speak life into your health, life into your finances. For those of you who are obedient, you understand these things. Those of you who are repenting now, your sins are forgiven. Be washed. Be washed white. Not white as leprosy. White, white, white as snow. White as snow. White as snow. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We love you. I pray this word can be received by your heart and you can see the fruit of it from your spirit. Let the angels attend to you and deal with your stuff and just vocalize it out loud to the Holy Spirit. Don't hide it or harbor it in your hearts and minds. Speak out loud. To God. Everyone in the Bible is talking out loud to God. And just get right with God in every area of your mm -hmm. spirit, soul, mind, and strength. Talk to Him. Make Him your best friend. Get in the fast lane of obedience. Walk with the, the armies of the living God. March with the armies of the living God. And you will have the most fun and mm -hmm. adventurous possible life yeah. doing your destiny in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys, see you guys. tomorrow. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>